Welcome to Speak My Peace, the podcast that covers all things NBA on and off the court. And now, here's your host, Isaac Anta. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode 6, Speak My Peace. I am your host, Isaac Anza, D-Lane plugged in on the beat. Boy, we got a good episode for you today, guys. I brought a guest on to talk to me about all things Toronto Raptors. Let's dive right into it. The Raptors have played 25 games this season. Everyone would agree that they've had a dismal start through the first eight weeks. On today's episode, no LeBron, Harden, or KD talk. We're keeping it 100% Canadian. So it's only right that I bring on a Torontonian to talk Raptors basketball. Real excited about my next guest on Speak My Peace. I consider this man to be family. He's Winnipeg's own former Westman basketball player, Under Armour sponsored athlete, now Canada's finest fitness trainer, multi-talented actor, influencer, fitness trainer. I'll even throw in comedian. Kevin Yaboa is joining me to debate all things Raptors news. Kevin, welcome <laughs> to Speak My Peace, man. Boy, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what is up? I love that intro. That's oh, I'm going to use that. I'm just going to walk around with that that intro everywhere. Whenever I go in a room, I'll just play it. <laughs> hey, man. It's well-deserved, my friend. Well-deserved. So, Kev, a lot of people from Winnipeg, I mean, it's a small community. We all know you. We all support you. But you have a lot of followers from around Canada. So, I want to let them know, you were a hell of a ball player back in the day, man. You know Played ball at, at uh, Kelvin. Uh, you, you guys made it to the provincial finals. You then took your talents to the real home team. Played for the Westmen before moving to Toronto. So, um, yeah, talk about basketball, man. I mean, is it still a big part of your life? When did it become a big part of your life? Well, we, uh, well, I mean, like, you know this. We <laughs> actually, my first real basketball tournament was with you when when you were like 10 i think i was 11. yeah we played in that tournament at grant park uh it was like a like a three-on-three tournament that's right and then we lost in the finals to a team what they did was they took the average age of the teams so for ours it ended up being like we were closer to 12. yeah because i think i was 12 and you were 10 and then like nick or something was 11 and kyle was like 11. yeah we're like close to 12 but we played against a team that had like two 14 year olds Right. and two 10 year olds as we ended up losing to them but we won was it a sportsmanship award or something like that you know they felt so bad for us uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that Yo, team, we played well though we didn't like get smoked like we, we, we played with them but we 14 when, when you're 14 you're like you're you're growing you're like in puberty That's i was right. five feet tall I, I remember my height <laughs> and you were tall for your age and you were like maybe five you know, like not a lot taller than me. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But, That's, but they, it, they beat us. We were called four baby Jordans. Four baby Jordans. Right. That's four baby Jordans. Baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right. We did get some type of sportsmanship award. I remember yeah. my dad, you know, putting up a fit. So I think they yeah, felt bad for us. They gave us a little sportsmanship award. You know, they shut us up, kept us happy. Yeah. Uh, we were in the newspaper, though. That was the first time that I was ever in the newspaper. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So pre-COVID. Were you still playing basketball or? Are yeah, you, tired? you know what? I was, I was playing in a, I, I mean, I've been playing in men's leagues ever since I moved out here. Um, probably, what, 11, 12 years ago. It's been a while, man. Wow. But every year we're playing in men's leagues. So last year, this past, like 2020 was the first year where I, I didn't. Oh, because, really? yeah, I didn't play in January. I didn't play in like the winter league. Mm-hmm. I was going to play in the spring league and then it got canceled because of COVID. So I didn't play much last year. I played in the summer when we kind of opened up. Uh, but all outdoor. I miss it, man. Like I, I, I had an audition for the part of a basketball player in a, a commercial. And now because of 
COVID, we don't go to auditions. You just film at your house. Yeah. So I had to like move my table. I moved like my my carpet, move all this stuff out of the way to try to <laughs> dribble in my house so they could see like that I, I still got handle. That you can play. But I haven't played ball since, we'll say, probably like September. Yeah. My ball was flat. Oh man! You can still handle with like a flat ball, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like I'm like pounding it, and it's making all this noise, and I'm trying to talk at the same time. But it was a, it's a sight, oh, definitely wow. a sight. But I just remember funny. being like, man, like I don't want this to like be a bad representation yes. of my basketball skill. Yeah. Like I still, I can still ball, I can still play. That's a great story. Oh man, you know what? All the power to you. I'm I'm semi-retired. You know, I enjoy the game from the sidelines. So. Geez, it's, it's tough to get me out on the court. Those yeah, days are long gone. Yeah, we didn't get to play this Christmas. We usually we usually get that running around. Yeah, I know. That's last. that's one of the last times I've played. I've, I've probably played maybe 10 times since then, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but anyways, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. You live in Toronto. It's obviously a different vibe this season with no home games, dealing with the pandemic. How are you in the city feeling about the Raptors thus far? Currently sitting at 12 and 15, geez. Yeah, you know what? I'm not worried about the record. What are they still there? They're still in eighth, right? They're in eighth spot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, they'll be fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth, right? And yeah. realistically, with the talent on the team and the talent in the East, that's that's really where they belong, okay. right? Like, they're not better, talent-wise, they're not better than Boston. They're not better than Brooklyn. They're not better than Philly, right? Who's in, who, who else is in there? Well, Even right honestly, now... Right Indiana, now, yeah. Right now, you got you got Milwaukee, Brooklyn, you got Milwaukee, like, you got Boston, you got Philly. Yeah, but you even have, you even have the Knicks ahead of us. Yeah, well, we, the Knicks are gonna fall. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not worried about the Knicks. The Knicks, the, <laughs> New York, New York is not having a good. They haven't had a good a good past. I'll say 20 years. Dog. Oh, They've been out of it. Long times. Since so I'm, not, I'm not worried about the Knicks. It's yeah, like the Knicks are kind of like Charlotte. You know, when Charlotte's doing well, you're just like ah, they'll play themselves out of the playoffs. Yes, I hear you. I yeah. hear you on that. But you know, it's interesting. Like I watch this team. Obviously, they're returning basically the same team from last year, minus Gasol, minus Rubaka. But just this team, like, there's no juice. There's no swagger. There's no confidence to the team. I mean, um, I'm watching shot uh, a lot of possessions, end of the shot clock. Van Fleet's just jacking up three-pointers. They don't really seem to have leadership on the court. They don't really know where to go. They're playing lineups that look like a junior varsity team. It's just they seem a little lost for a yeah. team that's such a veteran team. That's actually really what I'm really concerned about. So I'm not too sure what's been happening, but in your opinion, like what has changed from last year that have led them to be the eighth seed? I think that not not having actual veterans, like Serge Ibaka didn't play like a veteran. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't Absolutely. like super knowledgeable. Marcus Gasol was. And I think even just having that veteran presence in the, in the locker room is, is a, a big difference because now players that are veterans like look like Powell's in like what his fifth or sixth year like it's not like he's a rookie you're right but he still makes rookie mistakes he does you know what I mean he does and the problem I've always had with the Raptors is that and I don't blame them at all we want a championship but they, they're not developing these people mm -hmm. when we had Terrence Ross I was like he's not going to develop he's just going to be the same and have good games here good games there that's what Powell's doing he's basically the same thing and it's been like six years of the same thing Ananobi same deal like this dude after that first year I was like this dude could be Kawhi then we got Kawhi and Ananobi <laughs> went by and just like they're still he's in his fourth year maybe even fifth year I'm not even sure but still rookie mistakes so as much as they aren't rookies anymore they still lack the veteran knowledge it seems 
no, you know, which is shocking considering how far they've gone in the playoffs to the point of a championship. You're absolutely right. And I think uh, another way to sum it up is they've plateaued at role players, at, at just being role players. You know, Norris yeah. okay with sometimes scoring six points and sometimes he might explode for 20. OG, terrific. Like he could be the best two-way player in the NBA. Yeah. He became a little bit more assertive offensively. So it's a good, you know, you raise a good point. Like, is it the Raptors organization? Is that the reason why they can't produce better talent? Because Terrence Ross is a great example. A guy with all the talent. He can shoot the three. He can dunk on your head. He can do so much. But he's just turned into a J.R. Smith. You know? Um, it's it's almost world, like... What's what's wrong? Like, is, is it an organizational thing? It has to be. Because think about T-Mac. Imagine if T-Mac stayed. Ooh, boy. T-Mac stayed, he would have been Powell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Right? right, like he took the next step. He left. He left. He left. Took the next step. New organization, and wow! And look at him. You know, Hall of Fame player. Yeah. You're so right. it's almost like we don't recognize the talent we have, and we don't nurture the talent we have. This is like my whole problem with Canada. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that's all I don't, I don't conversation think... for another day. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But I don't think it can be fixed. They want a championship. How are you going to convince them that what they're doing isn't working? You're Having right. said that, if that's what they're going to do, they they can't just keep getting role players. They can't get Len and Baines. Like they need to get a they need to get a Kawhi, right? Building around a Kawhi worked. Even one year it worked. But trying to build up these people that are now settled into roles as role players isn't going to happen. You know what? Um, my, that's my main concern, and the main difference, in my opinion, from this team is the loss of Gasol and Obaka. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gasol. Even though he's not a big time scorer, when you have a team of full of role players, you need players who can get you open shots. You can run offense through Gasol, yep. you can ball cut, he sets fantastic screens, he can pass the ball, he can handle the rock. And then a guy like Serge, versatile player, can do a lot of different things. You had mentioned Baines. Uh, I'm gonna check, I'm going to the numbers here. Baines is giving us a whopping five points and five boards a game. Uh, yep. Shooting 23% from the, from three. And yep. so that's the replacement for Gasol. They, they literally like replaced, so they went, they replaced Valanchunas with Gasol and now they've replaced Gasol with a whack version of Valanchunas. <laughs> You're so right, absolutely. And it's, it can't get that worse. And as I alluded to, because the center position has been so bad, I mean, don't forget they already cut Len. Um, yeah. Because the center position has been so bad, they've had these small lineups out there, and I'm just like, what are they doing? Um, but it's they, things have to change. Luckily for us, Canadian Boucher, he's playing well, you know, doing a good job. Um, you know, we don't expect 30 minutes out of him every night, but he's doing a good job. He's a serviceable, ba serviceable backup player. Um, yep. I, but they definitely need to improve the center spot. And we're going to well, talk about some additions down the road here. Yeah. The main guy in this team right now is Siakam. And boy, you know, I got a lot of things to say about him and I can see your body language right now. In, in your opinion, has he improved? Has he regressed? Or has he plateaued? Yo, you're going to relate to what I'm about to say. When I watch Siakam, <laughs> I feel like an African parent watching like my African child yeah. play a sport that he's not accustomed to playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hear you, Kev. I hear you. Know, you. he, he, he. <laughs> Do you remember the era up there? Yeah, movie? of course I do. Of course yeah, I do. Classic like, movie, early 90s. That's what I feel like when I watch Siakam. Yeah. Like, he does one thing. It's like they got one take. They just yeah. did that one move. You know that one move? So he does the one move all the time. He, oh, he, he actually has a lot of talent and a lot of potential. He seems to not have the right mind for, yeah. for, for the talent and potential. Yeah, demeanor. 
Yeah. Kind yeah. Of like, yeah. yo, when like that Boston series last year, watching him get shut down game after game after game was disheartening for me. I can't imagine how it was because <laughs> I'm just like, he got the ball and I'd be like, yo, this is either a stop or a turnover every you're, time. And I'm just right. like, do a different move. Do a different move. Do a different move. <laughs> like, you can't, like, <laughs> It, it, like, it's like you know you know how it is in basketball I you really, bleed like you yeah. at, at times you just you're like this isn't working I'm going to do something different or I'm not even going to try to do that ever again it's true he's a he's very much a one trick pony and it's, it's, it's funny it's, it was demoralizing watching my I believe some and I don't have the stats in front of me but some of those games I think he finished with like 13 points 14 points in the playoffs some of those games went to overtime and he still and, didn't score 20 points and it was so hard and so frustrating to watch. But here, Kevin, here are the stats. I mean, last year, 22 points a game. This year, he's at 20 points a game. Um, he's had a good push recently. Yes, I was going to say, yes. Um, he started yeah. off a little shaky, uh, so things have uh, worked themselves out for him. But You know what he's done? He's, he's hit the three a bit better, I think. Yes, he, he has hit the three a little bit better. Um, this year, oh, sorry. Sorry, actually, no. He's at 30% thus far. 30% thus far. Really? Last well, that year, must have been like 10% at the beginning but of the season. As we had mentioned, though, he started off really bad. He did start yeah. off really bad. And it's, you know, and I, I agree with your assessment. I mean, I'd love to disagree with you, but I see a guy here who's, I wouldn't say he's plateaued, but he's definitely not taking the steps that I would like to see him take because he's so capable and so gifted to be a, I want to say 24 points per game kind of guy first, second team all defense has all the tools, but they're just not getting it out of him. And I'm, and I'm scared. I'm scared. It's going to turn into like a, um, a, um, a Brandon Ingram, for instance, you know what the Lakers couldn't do with Brandon Ingram. And now all of a sudden he's just a scoring machine. Yep. Toronto has, they have a diamond in the rough here. They have to develop it. Really concerned about what's going Yo, on. With, um, they should trade him for Brandon Ingram. Oh, we're gonna get into those trades. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think the other issue is too. Like he's not right now at this point in his career. He's not a go-to guy. Yeah, and, and you're right. And, and that's why the end. Oh, well, he's missed a lot of game winners this year, like, especially yeah. early on. He missed a couple game winners. You see that layup the other night? Oh. And well, you know what though? You know what I liked about it? It looked like it really made him mad. He, right. like he, looked, he, yes. looked, he didn't look discouraged. He looked angry. He looked like, yo, like something's got to change. Like he's yeah. like, he might be ready to hit the weights. You know? I, I got to get in the gym. I got to do yeah. something like something yeah. that has, has, has to change. Yeah. So right now, Kev, uh, we, we've already, I think we've established it's been an up and down season. Are we in a rebuild or is it too early to write off the season? Should we be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? What are your thoughts right now? Yo, here's a better question for you. When was the last Raptors rebuild. The last Raptors rebuild, total rebuild. You know what, they haven't had one in quite some time because with the Rosen, they were making the playoffs consistently and then they, and then they got Kawhi. So the last Raptors rebuild, probably when they traded Bosch, I would say, they might've struggled when they traded Bosch. That's, and then that's, it was right after that, that they got like Rudy Gay and, I, and yeah, I think yes, that was They that traded was the Bosch, Rudy Gay came on board uh, briefly. Yeah. So that year, that was probably it. That's they don't, probably they it. don't. They don't rebuild. They don't. They, yeah. What we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to do, what we do traditionally, is stay mediocre forever. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
We're like Portland. We're like Portland. Yeah. Portland Portland might have to do like a reset. Yeah. Sometimes some things aren't working. I remember when the Raptors traded Calderon. They traded Calderon. He had the best assist to turnover ratio in the league. He led the league in free throw percentage. He was top five in three-point percentage. There was absolutely nothing wrong with him. They weren't going to win. So they took this perfect piece and we're like, we're just not going to win with you. Let's get a different piece. I think we might have to do that. And unfortunately, some people might have to leave that are doing great or that fit great. You're right. You know what? And Kevin, like, I'm just going to say, you know what? There's no more victories in this game. It's either you can compete or you tank. Like, you know, so what's the, what's the point here? Because you know what? Nobody remembers those DeRozan years of them losing in the first round. Nobody likes that. You know, you get to the first round, get swept by... Brooklyn gets swept by Cleveland or whatever. Yep. Take Brooklyn to five games or whatever they yep. did, but nobody cares about it. You either you're competing for a title or you're irrelevant. So you're right, absolutely. They need to rebuild, and by rebuilding, they need to trade some players, make some moves here because you know what? At this point, this, like, at this you know point, what I think Kevin, they need to do? I think they need to just accept the fact that they're going to be eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth. And just ride it out with these few players, and then when their contracts are up, then do the rebuild. I don't, we don't need to win a championship every year, dog. No. Just, yeah, <laughs> Once every twenty years is fine, and yeah. every twenty-five years. But you know what? Like this is this is the truth of the matter, Kevin. Right now we're the eighth seed. We have, you know, we play Milwaukee. Well, we're playing Milwaukee right now as we speak. We play them again uh, the following game. We play Minnesota. Then we have the Sixers twice. When it's all said and done. The Raptors might lose the next four out of the five games, and they might be sitting somewhere around like 13 and 18. We have teams like the Knicks, we have teams like the Hornets, we have teams like Atlanta, all right behind us. And I honestly can't say like, okay, well, the Knicks, yeah, but teams like Atlanta, Orlando, I can't say the Raptors are that much better than these teams. So if you can, if you can, you know, just really look in the mirror and say, hey, we're not as good as we used to be. Why just prolong the inevitable? You have to make moves. Toronto needs to rebuild. I'm just, I, I'm sorry. They, they got it. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Because you and I both know the only real substantial move they can make that would make a difference is to get rid of Lowry. Mm -hmm. yep. Because if you get rid of Lowry, you could afford other pieces yep. that could make a difference. What I will say is that when we won a championship with Lowry, I think that was when the decision was made to just like in my mind, the city decided, okay, we're gonna keep this guy thick and thin. Yeah. The city made that decision. We we got rid of DeRozan, sad, we got rid of him, we got a championship out of it, we're cool with it. Kawhi left, whatever. We we kept this guy and right. we signed up to a new contract. I, 30, I million think bucks. That, 30 million bucks. I think we need to keep him till he retires. Really? I think we I think we owe it to him. No After problem. yo, could you imagine being Kyle Lowry and every single season you're on a team, there's like 10 trade rumors every year. <laughs> you never get traded. You're like, am I moving into my house? I heard he put his house up for sale, by the way. You know, you know what? <laughs> but Kevin, you're thinking with your heart. You have to yeah. Do, right? It's loyalty. Think with my head. My loyalty. head I traded that guy five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want a championship. Loyalty doesn't exist anymore. You know, know, you have to get rid of that sentiment. And that's the problem with Toronto. They should have cut ties with them. 30 million bucks for, for 17 points a game. Boy, it, it, it's it's good to be an NBA player these days. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hardaway Jr. is making that same money, dog. Oh. <laughs> the, real Tim Hardaway, the real Tim Hardaway still has more skills than Tim Hardaway Jr. He never made that money. He never made that kind of money. It's crazy. So, you know what? That's a good segue. Thoughts on the Kyle Lowry situation. Like, yeah, should we trade him? Should we keep him? You've already talked about it. You think you want to keep him. 
I say we got to trade him. You, um, you can't convince me that we can't win with him anymore. I was convinced before we couldn't, yeah. but we can. Imagine this. They're talking about trading him for Drummond, right? From Cleveland, trying to get right. Drummond on the team yeah. or whatever. I think getting Drummond would be great. Why do we got to trade Kyle? Yeah. Why don't we trade everyone but Kyle? Like, why, why, why is it him? We can, we can compete for an Eastern Conference Finals position if we get Drummond and lose Lennon Baines. Okay. And like, whatever. If, if we have, you know, Lowry, Van Fleet, we got Powell, we got Ananobi, we got Siakam, and we got Drummond, we keep Boucher somehow magically. Yeah. You know what? Forget Drummond. Why aren't we going after a, like a Blake Griffin? <laughs> well, Why don't want, we? I don't know if you want this version of Blake anymore. He's he's like he's had some tough games. No, but you know what? We need an offensive. We need an offensive threat down low, Absolutely. or who could possibly be down low? Down low, whatever down low means in this year's yeah. NBA. That means <laughs> yeah. they take four threes a game instead of fourteen. That, but, that's exactly what down low means. You, but you know like, nope. Drummond Drummond wouldn't be my first choice. Yes. Having Absolutely. said that, if you can get him, if you can get a Jared Allen, like anyone better than Baines and Len, <laughs> honestly. Baines and Lance com- combined, they're, they're nothing. Nope. I think that we could we can compete, right? Yeah. Part of the problem with Siakam is that he actually gets attention now. It wasn't that bad when Kawhi was there. He never saw a double team in his life, yes, right? right? He didn't even right. see people like sagging off their other defenders. Nope. Right? He never saw know. nothing. But nope. now, a little bit of love, a little bit of attention on him. If we had someone in the middle, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Basically what you're saying is we can still trade to win for this season. Which is fair. A guy like Drummond, yeah. I think, I think you know, he would help with the team a lot. He's a monster. Always leads the league in rebounding. Fantastic, fantastic defensive player. A little bit limited offensively. But my take is, you know, we're in a rebuild. So hear me out on my proposed rebuild trades to get us back to the top sooner rather than later. So okay. wait, first, no, wait, you're talking top of the league or top of the East? I'll say top of the East in competing, right? Because okay. right now. Here's a yeah. team that needs a guy like Kyle Lowry. Let's say we, we do the rebuild. Um, we, we go with the rebuild. Kyle Lowry, trade him to New Orleans. Go get Lonzo Ball and take five of New Orleans' first-round picks that they've gotten from the Lakers and from the Bucks, and Toronto can rebuild. Because you and I, well, we all know, Toronto, they're good at drafting players and they're good at trading for stars. Lonzo Ball, he can be part of your long-term solution. Those three or two draft picks that you take that might turn into a Siaka, might turn into a DeRozan, or you trade those two and you go and get a and get, and get a big time player. Let's do the rebuild. We'll be bad this year. Next year in the summer, you're giving Messiah lots of options, lots of tokens, lots of chips, and we can uh, turn this team into a really, really good team. Second trade I'll propose, Miami. Miami's trying to win. They're trying to win this year. Let's go get Gordon. Dragic, his contract's about to expire. Let's bring home the Canadian, Kelly Olenek. Solid player, manageable, manageable contract, and go get Miami's picks. Miami's a desperate team. If they form a big three with Larry, uh, Butler, um, Bam, you know, that's a decent squad. You know, is it, is it beating, uh, are they beating the Nets? I don't know. But I think those two t- trades, or trades like that, will be bad for what, another five months in the summer? Kev, we're golden. We're golden, man. What do you think? Am I crazy, or does, does that make sense? I think, I think, I think, if you're trading Lowry, you have to think about what you're getting for him. We don't need Alonzo Ball. We okay. we don't need. We, we have a. We got Malachi Flynn in the D League right now. We do. We got Van Fleet already. We don't need another point guard. Okay. We, we, if we're if we're gonna, but like, again, that means we're forfeiting the season. Yes. 
exactly what rebuild means. That's <laughs> tough to swallow. You know, you got to like, That's tough to swallow because right now what they feel, what I assume they feel, is that they're just like one tiny piece away from breaking into that top four in the East. Okay. In their mind, they're not too far behind a team like Philly, who's first right now. They but first. like in their mind, they're not too far behind a team like Philly. And keep in mind, like, it's not completely unheard of that they they get one piece like they get a Drummond or they get a they get a whoever and it's not completely unheard of that they make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals all it takes is one little injury there's injury every year you're right, you're right. If, if Boston and, and Brooklyn got to play each other in the semis and Toronto's got to play either you know Philly or Milwaukee Milwaukee might not be whatever but there's a chance they could beat a Philly especially because I think we're we're in Joel, M- Joel Embiid's head <laughs> I think I think we're in his head we just got to get a white guy that looks like Gasol which yeah. we probably have we got, we got already I, I don't think it's far-fetched to think that one of those three on Brooklyn could get hurt. Yeah. One of those three on Boston could get hurt. They both they both had someone hurt already this year. You're right. Same thing with Philly. Like these teams aren't indestructible. So right. if that happens, we get a pity win. We get a little series win because of it. We'll take it. We want a championship because of it. Yeah, yeah we'll, you're right. we'll take it. Yeah, you're right. You know what? So it's not far-fetched. It isn't. And that's why I will say that if we can get a guy who can come in and score a lot of points for us, that will be the difference. So we're going to need to bring in a, um, I'd love if they can make a big, big trade and bring in a a Bradley Beal or bring in a Zach Levine. Um, You know, you don't have to, we don't need a guy who's top five in the league, but I think we all agree. Like we need a guy who can get a bucket. It's hard to win when you don't have a guy who can get a bucket. You know, Bradley Beal. Zach Levine, those two, they both can score. Yeah, right, they're both right. basically putting up all-star numbers. They are. They're putting up great, fantastic numbers. Fantastic Yo, numbers. Bradley Beal ain't going nowhere, though. I don't know what's up with that guy. <laughs> he, he must like the city. You know, I don't know what it is. I spoke about him on my last podcast and yeah. um, talked about loyalty, and I'm not too sure what his deal is. But he made the decision. As I said repeatedly, decisions have consequences. I don't feel bad for him at all. Bradley Beal is deciding to do what he wants to do. So, Kevin, you know what? Um, last question to get you out of here. Just in general, storyline. What's what's a big storyline for you this year? Um, what's the takeaway that you've seen this off, this season that's really caught in your eye or something that we need to pay attention to going forward? Well, other than Brooklyn in the East, I'm so curious to see those three people play together and like Nash coaching them. Like, they're, what are they, third, second, third? Right now, I believe the third, there might be one one game back or so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they're they're one game back of the Bucks. So right now they're third. And like we know talent-wise, offensively, like they're like the worst defensive team in the league. Oh, absolutely. Um, record offensive production, record defensive <laughs> the defensive deficiencies. Um, yeah, is the best that's, way that's, that's, that that's Steve Crazy. Nash. That yeah, is Steve is. Nash. It is Steve Nash. No, 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 and no. Mike, and not to mention his mentor, Mike D'Antoni, <laughs> right well, beside him. So it's just it's just a recipe for disaster. I, I Mixed think in with in, Kyrie Irving and James Harden, yeah. who are great defenders. I think that like that to me is the most interesting look. But obviously the West Coast. It's 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 all the West, right? The Lakers, the Clippers, right now the Jazz. Like what's going on in the West? The Nuggets gotta step it up a bit. Uh, looking at the Western Conference, can the Lakers do it without AD? He's out for a while. We're, right. we're about to see it. We're about to see if LeBron is really 36 or if he's 26. We're going to find out today. I'll check that birth certificate. He came to the league when he was eight. He came to the league when he was eight, in my opinion. This guy is, you see that last dunk? Oh, my God. That, that oh one, that cockback. 
His staple dunk, I know. Every time I see it, it's, it's gorgeous. It's poetry in motion. He is amazing. Amazing. He's not my he's not my favorite player by any means, but as uh, what we're we're similar age. I mean, we just I how can you not respect what he's yeah. doing? Um, yeah, yo, like I get out of bed and I'm hurt. I'm yeah, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I work in fitness. This yeah. guy gets up and he does stuff like that. Amazing stuff. Fantastic um, player. And, and you know what, Kevin, and, and everything that you you've alluded to, that's why I'm doing this podcast because the NBA is so great. So many storylines, so many players to watch. Yo, I'll, I mean, be, I'll be really disappointed if if it's Utah in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think we all will. I think the I think the NBA will be extremely disappointed. They won't let it happen. Those referees are gonna lose. The <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll bring in the same referees that refereed the uh, Sacramento Kings uh, against the Lakers back exactly, in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody wants to watch Mike Bibby in the finals. Nope. <laughs> Kevin, thanks so much, man. Uh, I'm man enough to admit you're smarter, more handsome, more famous. Put me in my place on my own pod. <laughs> it was fun. Please come back again. Yo. I love to be fooled when I'm wrong. Ladies and gents, you can find Kev on Instagram at the Yeboa. That's Y-E-B-O-A-H. He's always posting great content. Check him out. You won't be disappointed. Fellas, you'll get inspired. Ladies, you'll be inspired. And there's lots of eye candy. So, Kevin, thank you for speaking your piece, my friend. Yo, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Are you struggling with acute or lingering aches and pains? Is your busy schedule preventing you from getting the physiotherapy treatment you deserve? At Breakthrough Physiotherapy, we provide mobile physiotherapy sessions in the comfort of your own home. Book an appointment and let our experts come to you. Enjoy having all aspects of a private clinic in your own home and the convenience that comes with it. Just visit us online at BreakthroughPhysiotherapy.com or find us on Instagram at Breakthrough Winnipeg. That's Breakthrough and the letters WPG to book an appointment today. Hey, are you in pain? I bet your back and knees are sore right now, aren't they? Do you want to get back to feeling good and being athletic again without pain? Then check out the Back to Basketball podcast. Our guests include athletes, medical professionals, trainers, and mindset coaches, focusing on empowerment, accountability, and consistency. Our mission is to transform the lives of past and present basketball players who struggle with injuries and pain by focusing on personal storytelling and community building. Our hope is to inspire change in mindset and a shift in the lifestyle and daily habits of people. We hope to help you completely turn your life around. You can find the Back to Basketball podcast on all social media platforms by searching back and the number two and basketball. Again, that's back, the number two and basketball, all one word. Your pain-free journey starts now. Thanks for listening. Don't miss a moment of the action. Comment, like, and subscribe to Speak My Peace for automatic delivery of new episodes on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast.